the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is very unfortunate that we have so many murders in the city of Columbus that they uh, melt together and that few of them stand out. Sure, we remember the ones that involve teenagers where uh, people just really starting to uh, enter adulthood or approach adulthood have their lives snuffed out, those we remember. But I certainly hope that the murder of a 55-year-old man in Columbus yesterday uh, has more staying power than the typical murder of a middle-aged man. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance if I mispronounce his name. Uh, It does not come from uh, any attempt to not honor him because, by all accounts, uh, 55-year-old Vijayakumar Nair uh, is the kind of man that uh, poor communities in Columbus need for good things to happen in those communities, for more good things to happen in those communities than bad things. Right now, a lot more bad things are going on in uh, Linden, the hilltop near East Side. Uh, Mr. Nair lost his life yesterday when he was murdered uh, by someone who robbed him at his convenience store, uh, Mike's Carryout, which is located uh, just north of East Livingston Avenue, in the 1400 block of South Hamilton Road. It's in a strip shopping center. Uh, This is a man who chose to open a business in his community, a family business run by him and his two sons, and in the course of doing what needs to be done more often in these depressed areas of Columbus, lost his life when it intersected with someone who did not see him as a transformative individual in his community, uh, but saw him as someone that the murderer could disadvantage. He could rob him. He could steal from him. And then he could callously murder him. Uh, There were people outside nearby. I'm not sure. The reports are not clear if uh, Mr. Nair's carryout has a also has gasoline there available or if someone was pumping gas nearby. But a witness said, I was at the gas pump. I heard gunshots. I looked around. I saw a black male. He said he locked eyes with the man for a moment. Um, he said, it was an evil look. He stared at us just like it was. He stared at us like it was just don't say nothing. I could have been next. He could have opened fire at us at the gas pump. This witness and another ran inside and found Mr. Nair um, shot several times on the floor. He died very soon after that. Uh, People in the community uh, went to the store, one of whom said, 
I saw it on the news. I was hoping and praying it wasn't him. Then I finally made my way up here and found out it was him, and it hurts. What's interesting about this account on the WSYX Channel 6 website is that the witness at the gas pump and the person who said kind things about Mr. Nair, I was hoping and praying it wasn't him, both these people spoke on the condition that they not be identified. Now, why would that be? Why would that be? Because they don't feel safe. That's why. Because they don't feel like, as much as they admired Mr. Nair, they don't want to put their own lives in jeopardy by allowing themselves to be identified given what they witnessed or what they're feeling in the aftermath of his murder. Uh, This is a big problem in our city that crosses Mr. Nair's murder into the murder of Mackenzie Ridley a couple of years ago at the squirt gun party on an east side park that involves Olivia Kurtz, the young girl who was in a crowd of young people dancing and having fun at Bicentennial Park on a Saturday night when she was shot and killed. I do not believe that in these instances, the people who commit these murders are so good at doing it and remaining anonymous that no one knows about it. I do not believe that. I believe there are people who know who did these things, and they are either loyal to the people who did these things, which I'll address in a moment, or they are much more likely terrified that what happened that they know about will happen to them. And the reason why they are terrified is because about 50% of our city's homicides go unsolved, and that is not a failure of police. That is a failure of people who know not telling police what they know. Now, as for people who think you're protecting someone or living to the code of the street or whatever, um, all you're going to do is invite them to do more things like this that will either result in somebody else getting murdered by them or quite often what happens is they themselves end up victimized by the very violence that they are perpetuating perpetuating on others. That's just how it works. You involve yourself in crime, very often the consequences of that crime are not exclusively visited by you upon someone else. You are soon on the wrong end of what you have done to someone else. So we've had five shootings in Columbus in the last day and three people killed. I know this is not the first time that we've dealt with, like, really hot, humid weather in Columbus this summer, but it is, to my recollection, one of the first few times that we have an extended period of the kind of weather, the kind of uncomfortable humidity and high temperatures that percolate these sorts of things happening in our city. We're about, mm, are are we even close to halfway through summer? we got all of August. We've got half of July. It's often very hot into September. And the murder numbers are up from last year. And I see no logical reason, other than rooting for it not to happen, I see no logical reason for me to expect that it will diminish. 
as we go forward. Now, uh, a week or so ago, uh, City Council President Shannon Harden announced that he had like a transformative something or other coming to make an impact on these kinds of things. He was going to get you and everybody to sign a pledge. Oh, boy. I wish we were in an era where a person's word could be counted upon to make an impact. I signed my, sorry, I can't, can't get involved in your drug deal, can't get involved in your trafficking deal, can't get involved in crime, can't get involved in gang violence. Why not? I signed a pledge. Signed a pledge. They They have my word. I wish that was transformative. I kind of mocked as much as I thought I could what Shannon Harden was proposing because, of course, at the time he announced it, he didn't really announce it. He just said, I'm going to have a pledge. Well, now, in the dispatch today, we have a tandem editorial by Shannon Harden and Nana Watson. Uh, She is the president of the Columbus branch of the NAACP. And the stuff they write is not bad. Uh, Some of it's pretty good, but there are enough flaws in it that you can see why the people who are charged with fixing this, city council, NAACP, community organizations, there are enough flaws in their approach and what they say about the violence and how the violence can be eradicated that you can see why the violence isn't going to change. It isn't going to change. And they start talking about how, you know, growing up in Eastmore and we had tough times and and then here's an interesting paragraph. It wasn't just parents keeping an eye out on us when we played in their yards and rode bikes in the street. Neighbors, aunts, uncles, and faith leaders coached us in sports, took us to church, shared meals, and taught us to drive. Yeah, that's a much better recipe for a community of people shepherding young people through the challenges. But, you know, I note they didn't say, our mom, our single mom, or our single dad kept an eye out for us because in most homes now in those neighborhoods, that's the norm. One parent, if you're lucky and probably that parent works one job, two jobs or sorry about it. That parent is not responsible, strung out on who knows what involved in who knows what, and the children are not supervised. And then as for the neighbors, the aunts, the uncles coming out and, watching them ride bikes and all. It's not safe. It's not safe enough to ride your bike in those neighborhoods. It's not safe enough for aunts and uncles to come out and get involved. You get involved with a couple of kids, one of them might pull a gun on you and shoot you. One of them might steal your car if you leave it even locked in your driveway. So they propose that Everyone offer their hand of assistance. That's the only way we will confront the rising tide of violence. Well, it's, it's a way. I don't know that it's the only way. It's the only way you seem to want because that's the only way that doesn't involve punishment for crime. And punishment for crime is what works. Uh, President Joe Biden is having a uh, press conference in uh, Finland right now. Helsinki, Finland, and quite the press conference it is. Um, the first three questions he was asked, he asked the questioner to repeat them because he couldn't hear them or he couldn't follow them. So uh, I guess he didn't get enough rest on the night he skipped the meal with the world leaders. 
because he was tired from his world travels. Uh, he also just now said something incredibly stupid, not necessarily untrue, but incredibly stupid, about Vladimir Putin. You can set your clock by the fact that Russia will be barking back about what Biden just said. Some things are true. You just don't say them out loud, right? You just don't say them out loud. He said it out loud. I'll play it for you here momentarily. But I wanted to get back to, just for the moment, this editorial in the dispatch written by City Council President Shannon Harden and Nana West, the president of the Columbus NAACP. We had a murder yesterday of a 55-year-old convenience store owner uh, in South Linden. Uh, This is a man who did what needs to be done in these neighborhoods that are unsafe in Columbus, that don't have opportunities. You know, there's oftentimes an opinion voice that we can't get what we need in our community because no businesses will locate here. Well, no businesses will locate there because when someone like uh, this poor man uh, who was working the store, started the store with his two sons, gets murdered while doing what he's doing to try to make the community better, it tends to be uh, not encouraging for other people to do the same thing. So Shannon Harden and Nana Watson are writing about the problem, and I appreciate that they see the problem and want to do something about the problem. I see the problem, and I want to do something about the problem. It's just that what I want to do is different than what they want to do. They want to paint a picture of how life used to be in the 50s and 60s when it was very common in the Hilltop, Linden, Near East Side, poor poor neighborhoods everywhere. The marriage rate was much higher than it is now. The marriage rate now is deplorable. The divorce rate is astronomically high. So you don't have two parents involved. And so the kids are not as supervised as they should be. The neighborhoods aren't safe, so people aren't out congregating in the neighborhoods where they can exercise some degree of oversight. Juveniles are engaged in all kinds of much more serious crime than they used to be. Now, instead of stealing a candy bar from the carryout, it's stealing a car and crashing it in somewhere and putting it on social media to increase your social media likes and gain credibility with the gang that you're trying to get into. So the problems have begun more severe over time. I don't think the link between the lack of parental oversight and the increase in crime is coincidental at all. And I don't see Shannon Harden or Nana Watson holding these young people to account for their personal decisions that everyone knows are wrong when they do them. Instead, we get Zach Klein, city attorney. Ah, we're going to come up with a program where we can not hold people accountable for shoplifting because they're shoplifting necessities. Sorry, but Air Jordans and LeBrons aren't necessities. You may think they are. If you were stealing toothpaste or mouthwash, I could listen to the fact that you're stealing necessities, but you're not stealing necessities. And if you are stealing from a Walgreens or a CVS, it's so you can make it into some kind of more toxic drug than the over-counter medication that you're trying to steal. Sorry if I hurt your feelings, but that's reality. Quoting from their editorial, Watson and Harden in the dispatch, each carjacking, theft, and founded or unfounded moment of fear feeds further ripples of disorder. But we must remember each crime is committed by someone who was once a kid in impossible circumstances. There's where I disconnect from them. Are the children who are doing these crimes in difficult circumstances? Yes, many of them are. Are they impossible circumstances? No, they are not. They are not impossible circumstances. 
We make the circumstances more challenging by not ingraining good values in our communities. I don't hear him talking about the teen pregnancy rate. I don't hear him talking about the fact that we have a juvenile court judge system that labeled Operation Game Over by the police about two years ago to cut down on juvenile car thefts a racist initiative. (laughs) It's always funny to me that the police will come up with a really well-thought-out way to reduce crime. And the community activists and organizers and, I won't just say it, Democrats, because they run the city, assume up front that it is impossible for young people not to commit crimes, that that is an unreasonable ask. I have said many times, I will say until my dying day, there are a lot of things in this life that are hard. You know one thing that's not hard? Staying out of the back of a police car. Staying out of the back of a police car is not hard because all of us are born with an innate sense of what we could do to get into the back of a police car. You don't help people by lying to them and by enabling their behavior. And that's what I see most often in this editorial from Shannon Harden and Nana Watson. I think they want to fix the problem. I think politically they cannot say what would actually fix the problem or they would experience consequences that they don't want to experience. They don't want to experience. They want to fix it around a campfire with everybody eating s'mores and singing Kumbaya. And if that could work, it would be great. But the fact of the matter is, it won't work. Crime must result in punishment. The only thing that brings change is to make the pain of not changing more than the pain of continuing to do the same thing. That's the only thing that brings change. Pain brings change. It just does. I'm not talking about physical pain. I'm talking about adversity, some kind of lifestyle change, putting a kid behind bars, whatever. All right, so here's Biden today. (laughs) I'm going to play this for you because it's the shortest cut, and it's the one you're going to hear quickly from Russia about a stupid Joe Biden comment. Well, I'm not even sure. We're not even sure where he is. Let me let me and stop it here. He's talking about Yevgeny Prigozhin, the guy who tried the coup against Vladimir Putin. Well, I'm not even sure. We're not even sure where he is and what relationship he has. If I were he, I'd be careful what I ate. I'd be uh, keeping my eye on my menu. But all kidding aside, I, I, who knows? I don't know. I don't think any of us know for certain what the future of Prigozhin is in Russia. And, and so I, I don't know how to answer that question beyond that. Well, the way you answered it was sure wrong, because while it may be true that Vladimir Putin is capable of anything, including poisoning Prigozhin's food, if you're trying to get out of a war in Ukraine, you don't continually insult the Russian leader like that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.